live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Miss Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hi, Miss Princess. How are you? Doing good, Britt. How are you? I am doing good. Just like our our opening song says, it's a new day. And I'll tell you why I'm singing that. (laughs) I'll tell you why I'm singing that. Uh, we're going to talk about it. It's actually one of our first topics. We'll get to it in a second. Okay. Princess, okay. I got something to say. Well, I don't have mm-hmm. something to say, but from the last show that you was on, I'm actually starting to love, I'm actually starting to like that daggone country song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of that song. <laughs> I couldn't stand it, and now it's just like country road. Take me home. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it got a little groove to it. And the crazy part is my mom knows that song. That That's even oh, wow. more crazy. She knows you know word. what? I remember that song. Um, gosh. And that's probably dating me. But I, I want to say I remember when that song came out. I used to sing that song as a child. And now here I am still playing it. Um, I'm going to have to look that, <laughs> that, that song up for sure. So, Coach Doug, I'll give you that one. I'm starting to get into that song a little bit. All right, Princess, you support. <laughs> I'm ready to do it. Let's get into it. So, first, we're going to start off with why I think it is a new day. And as you know, I am a Philadelphia fan, fanatic, whatever you want to call me. And that is because the Philadelphia 76ers have finally traded James Harden. <laughs> to the L.A. Clippers. They also sent off P.J. Tucker, and in return they get two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a first-round pick swap team, Marcus Morris Sr., and two other players who are all on expiring contracts, which allows them to maintain flexibility for the offseason. Princess, I guess give me your thoughts on the trade, um, but the main question to this would be, what do you think Harden's impact will be on the Clippers? You know, I, I want to knock hard in here. And by the way, um, Brett, I, I forgot to say something. I invited Kevin Walker on, so I got him with this. I'm going to open up his mic and just say hello to him. I wanted to talk about his 49ers. Kevin Walker, how are you? I'm doing well, ladies. How are you? Thanks for the invite. <laughs> Thank you, Walker. <laughs> and, um, so, Kevin, I'm going to let you answer this one, too, after I and, and, and Brittany. But I don't know what to say about James Harden because – Obviously, the talent is there in, in a certain um, respect. And if he wants to play and if he buys into whatever, and I think that's Lou out there um, with the Clippers, um, if he buys in, I think he, um, I think this makes them at least in the conversation um, as a favorite to beat Denver. I don't think that the Lakers are there. I think this makes them formidable. If he is willing to do the work, now it's Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, and then Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And I don't know if he's coming off the bench. I don't know his role. I, I doubt he's coming off the bench. I, I don't. I, I don't really know. But I, I think he does make a big impact, and I think them, it makes them champion, championship caliber if he comes with everything that's right. But he is a team killer. He's a locker room killer. And um, I think he is disappointed um, in every station that he's done. Maybe not Oklahoma. I'm not for sure. I love that team. But I'm not sold on James Harden. If they asked me if I had between two picks, Austin Reeves or James Harden, I'm going Austin Reeves. And and I think he's young and and green. Yeah, uh, I think Austin Reeves does the things that James Harden don't want to do. Austin Reeves may not be that high volume scorer, but he'll do everything else. You know, he'll play his heart out. He'll hustle. He'll rebound. 
he'll score when he needs to score. He'll play good defense when he needs to play good defense. Um, and he won't complain about it. And maybe that's because he hasn't gotten to his next contract yet. But he seems way more like a team player than James Harden. Um, my problem with James Harden is uh, earlier he had the press conference. And actually, K-Walk, I think I sent this to you. It was only a little clip. Now, I was listening to some parts of the press conference, and he actually got mad, or he actually blamed the 76ers for how he played. Um, and him being the ball handler and, you know, him saying that he doesn't, want to play a part of a system, but he is the system. So in other words, you wanted to be the main <laughs> guy, realizing Joel is that guy. So what do you think is going to happen with the Clippers? Kawhi is the main guy over there. Paul George is second, and you should technically be looking to, look to become that third scorer or that third uh, star. Um, so how are you going to fit with these guys? Now, it's a possibility they may say, hey, James, you know what? This your team. You do what you got to do. I highly doubt that's going to happen. Kawhi has two championships. He has two rings. He's proven. You still haven't done anything yet. All you do is complain and blame everybody else. I agree with you, Princess. He does have a lot of talent. But the attitude has to change. And I just think at this stage in his career and at this age, he is not going to change whatsoever. He has to stop blaming everybody else and take accountability for what he does. Um, and that's my main problem. And I'm still trying to figure out how him and Westbrook are going to coexist on the same floor. That's, that's yeah. still blowing my mind. So I'm still trying to figure that out. But, K-Walk, any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you, uh, both of you ladies here. I, it's a it's a head scratcher for me, uh, James Harden going there, and when you send that uh, when you sent that link, uh, Brittany and our in our little uh, group uh, chat there, I didn't understand that. You know, I know he said he he's he's um, he's not a he's a system, he's a system. So with that being said, like you mentioned, Britt, you know, he's he feels like he's the guy. He's the guy. To me, he's a walking uh, shot clock violation, man. I mean, because he just simply <laughs> just holds the ball too long, entirely too long to not allow anyone to get into a system. So I guess he's right in a sense, in that sense, because he doesn't allow anyone to run the system because he dribbles the ball so long. I'm curious to see how the Clippers are going to use him. I can't see him coexisting with uh, with uh, Russell Westbrook because Russell Rus- Russell Westbrook does pretty much the same thing. He's a ball dominant guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes a he's a facilitator for the most part, but he gets the ball out of his hands a lot quicker than James Harden does. Um, so that's why I, I kind of responded to uh, Britton said, you know, is he coming off the bench? Who's going to come off the bench? Is it going to be James Harden? Is it going to be Russell Westbrook? I just can't see both of those guys starting. I mean, they may because with everything they gave up for him, they may put him in a starting lineup. I just don't see it working. But then again, you know, we, we've seen a lot of crazier things happen, and that actually did does work. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a head scratch for me. I definitely think the Sixers won this trade. They got a lot of uh, draft capital there that they can use later on down the road to get something that they may need uh, for sure. Um, and they got, like like Brittany said, they got some expiring contracts that they can you know do away with uh, when when they need to. But going back to James Harden, I don't see how this is going to work. It's going to. I think they, he's going to. I think he's going to first start, I think, what, Monday, I think it is, versus the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think they have like a four-day layoff or something of that nature. And um, I, I want to see that game. I'm going to watch that game, uh, you know, for sure. I, I know it's on a Monday night game. It's a Monday night going up against football, but uh, I'll have it on nonetheless. Cause I just want to see what they look like and uh, what Tyron Lue is going to do with them uh, for sure. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, guys, uh, Go ahead, Brittany. I'll come after you. I'm oh, no, just going to say. say... <laughs> Brittany before Princess. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say I, I agree. It is a head, head scratcher, um, and I'm just trying to figure out, is he going to be willing to fall in line with this particular group? Is he going to go? be willing to go underneath Kawhi's leadership? Because um, this is Kawhi's team. Or is he going to want to ax out once again because he did not get his way? He said this in the off season, uh, right before at the end of last season when they lost to Boston. He said this before requesting for a trade in the uh, press conference, the very last one. He sat there and said, "I want to be in an offense 
where I'm free to do, free to play how I play. In other words, I can't play with Joel Embiid. Because um, when you play with Joel, he is the main guy. You have to understand how to bounce, you know, how to play with him. Um, so thank goodness Joel didn't take it any offensive way. He just said, just do what you need to do. But how are you going to play free in this type of, uh, uh, with this team, when Kawhi needs the ball, Paul Jordan needs the ball, because they're both scorers as well. So it's going to be interesting. Sorry, Princess, go ahead. You know, all I know is that I'm sure they went to Joel Embiid and said, okay, you know, what's your thoughts on this? Do do you want to try to work this out behind the scenes? But um, Harden drew his line in the sand while he was over in China or Japan. I'm not sure which one it was. He drew his line in the sand. And, and, and all of that stuff, once you do that, there's no coming back from that. So the ball was in in Philadelphia's court to, to do something about it. And your owner never came out and said, okay, he's lying when he says I'm a liar. He never said anything. He left it alone. He never addressed that in public. So, you know, kudos or, or, or good riddance to, to Harden. Eventually, he will fall out of favor with the Clippers too. That's my prediction. Yeah, I, I agree. He, he will fall out of favor with, with the Clippers as well. But, you know, good luck to him, and we'll we'll see what happens. Do I think they're championship contenders? Yes. Do I think they will get there? No. Um, I think it's just some, something just is not – for me, it just won't work, and that's for me. But, guys, I, I want to get to the other thing in the situation. It's the, do you guys think the Sixers can play well without – James Harden. Uh, Kay, welcome. Come to you first. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You you look at their uh, what they've done um, up until this point, and uh, what is their record right now? They're they're second in the East, two and one. Uh, I know it's yeah. early, but uh, the, the the games that I've watched, it looks like Ty uh, Tyron, um, I mean Tyrese Maxey is free to do what he wants to do. Speaking of, you know, free to do what he wants to do. He's that guy. He's that type of guy, man. And he's getting better each and every season. And you can just see the maturity and you can see the confidence in this young man. And that speaks volumes for this team because now you have a guy who's not selfish, who's a team-oriented guy, who has a Joel Embiid. Now you don't have any distractions with James Harden. So now they're free to go in and do what they, what they do, and, and that score. They won, you know, two and they, they lost their first game, but they won two in a row. So, uh, and I, and I, when I watch Maxie again, I, I just see a young, confident guy, you know, who, who understands who he is, and he's not looking to be more uh, than, than who he is, and he gets everyone involved, and Embiid is right along with those guys. So, um, yeah, absolutely, Brittany, without question. Um, they've, they've proven that they can win without him, and uh, I know, again, it's only three games, but nonetheless, I think they're happy that they, they don't have to worry about James Harden, you know, taking away from their ability, and, and you're going to see James, uh, Tyrese Maxey just take off this year for sure. Yeah, uh, that's the one thing I've noticed in the three games. The one thing that we have been, Sixers fans have been crying for, uh, better ball movement, better, you know, when Joel has the uh, uh, the ball in his hand, movement around him. I'm seeing that with these guys. Um, I didn't see that with James Harden. The, the offense is moving faster when Maxie has the ball in his hand. You know, he's coming down the court. He's not taking eight seconds, the full eight seconds to get across the half-court line and then another six seconds to figure out the offense like Harden was. Um, things are moving. They're getting easier shots. Tobias Harris looks to be more in flow with the offense. I think he's had 27 points the last two or three games, um, and that was like the biggest thing is trying to get in Tobias Harris involved in this offense. Things look so much better, and defensively they're playing much better as well. But, Princess, your, your thoughts on this as well. Do you think the Sixers – play, uh, will play well without Harden. I definitely do. You know, they they had to get rid of that dead weight. And I, I didn't know, maybe I thought so. I, I just thought he didn't look good. But Mike Wilbon was just so adamant, because I think he's a 76 playing too, then that, that, that Harden quit on the team in the playoffs. Um, and anytime you have that type of distraction, it's going to be a distraction to everyone. I can say this, Maxie came out and said, and thank um, Harden for showing him several things and, and teaching him how to have confidence. So, you know, obviously that. But, yeah, I think they're a better team without him, and they're going to, you know, be be um, formidable in the East. 
um, how far mm-hmm. do they go? If you look at the roster, um, it, it doesn't have a whole lot of, um, you know, top-tier talent. Um, Tobias Harris, I, I like his game. But really, I think it's Maxi and, and, and Embiid, and everybody sits around that and let's come play. And if you're willing to share the ball, maybe you go far because you have some type of team concept. You didn't have that with Harden. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and Maxi's been balling. Oh, my goodness. You know, he's shooting it all three levels. And like K-Walk said, his confidence is even higher than before. And I, I love it. Any final thoughts on the Sixers <laughs> uh, Clippers thing? If not, we will move no. on because we've got to get to yeah. the next topic, guys, because we have more breaking news. Um, actually, yesterday, I believe, or was it this morning? I can't quite remember. I think it was yesterday. Um, in the NFL, Las Vegas Raiders fire head coach Josh McDaniels. Guys, should McDaniels take all the blame for the team's failures the last couple years? Princess, I'm going to start with you on this. Of course. I think I've been on everybody's show. I've talked to everybody about this, but you could tell this was coming down the pipe. Um, McDaniels got a chance to to alleviate who he didn't want and go shop and bring in who he wanted to have on the team. So that means he sent Garoppolo off to, I mean, I mean, sent um, Derek Carr off to La La Land um, to the Saints, and he got in Garoppolo. That was his guy. And they've been just nothing but a failure this year. It has to be McDaniels. And I've said this. I said that when he was at Denver, and I know that my heart breaks because that means he drafted Tim Tebow and it didn't work out So um, with, with the Broncos. But, yeah, it, it has to fall on McDaniels. He had an opportunity to revamp it just like he wanted to, and it still failed. You got to go. And not only did he have to go, the GM had to go too. So, yeah, all in his lap. Yeah, McDaniels definitely plays a, a major part in this because uh, his coaching abilities. I don't know who who the heck thought to hire him. I'm not sure because I don't see it. I didn't see it when he was under Bill Belichick. I, I don't I don't see it. But K. Walker, I thought so. I liked him there. I liked him with the Patriots and Tom Brady. But he didn't have that anymore. He had to, he had a chance to make mistakes with Tom Brady. He didn't have that after anymore. Sorry, K. K. Yeah. Walker. No, you're good. You're, you're absolutely good. No, I, I I agree with everything that Prince has just uh, just mentioned. Just want to add on to it. Yeah, I, I think that you have to throw the GM Ziegler uh, in there as well because, uh, like Prince just alluded to, that you know he he brought those guys. You know he was the, the part of the hiring of Josh McDaniels, allowing Josh McDaniels to you know pretty much shop for the the, the groceries, uh, if you will. But it turned it out the the ingredients in that particular you know groceries that he did, towards the dinner that he wanted to cook turned out to be rotten so um so both of them had to go um jimmy g just you know he jimmy g is you know who i thought he was still going to be i just think jimmy g was just a product of kyle shanahan's offense um in my opinion um but i think that you know maybe he thought that you know he could rekindle something because they both were at um you know, uh, new england together when jimmy garoppolo backed up uh, tom brady at the time um maybe he thought that he could rekindle something I thought get rid of Derek Carr right after bringing uh, trading for Devontae Adams. I just don't understand that move there. Um, you know that was something that was working. So my my motto is if it's not broke, don't break it. Uh, but they, they did more than that. They destroyed that thing. They shattered it. Um, Devontae Adams, if you look Monday night, in that game, Jimmy Garoppolo could just could not get the ball to Devontae Adams wide open down the sideline, wide open down the middle, and he just couldn't get him. Yeah. Just, he, just not only overthrowing, he's throwing it out of bounds. So it's, it's uh, a change had to be made, and that was just Mark Davis saying uh, enough is enough. Um, gave the, gave the uh, you know the nod to Antonio Pierce. Can't wait to see what he does. You know, with that, because he still has some good pieces there to you know salvage, uh, if you will. But yeah, Josh McDowell, I just don't think he's a head coach, man. You see what he did at at uh, when he was with Denver. Um, I just think some coaches in the NFL are just are made to be head coaches, and some coaches are made to just be uh, offensive or defensive coordinators. And I think Josh McDaniels is one of those guys who's just you know, this destined to be an offensive coordinator. I don't think he should try to go and get a head coaching job. I don't think anyone should to hire him at a head coaching job as, as um, going forward. I just think he's a coordinator uh, at best. Yeah. Um, look, I, I give Josh McDaniels a lot of the blame. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. 
I'm not even sure if I really trust him as an offensive coordinator. Um, if he's going to be underneath somebody, look, I understand people like him when he was with the Patriots, but as great as even Bill Belichick is, we kind of see what they both look like without Tom Brady. Um, so, I mean, I have to give him credit because they did win those Super Bowls, but it's just like Tom Brady wasn't there and how smart he is. Would that be the same result? I don't know. Um, but getting back to the Raiders organization, I think the front office has to take a lot of blame too because this is not just Josh on Josh McDaniels. They have done this for the last so many years with the head coaching decisions they have decided to make. And not only had coaching decisions, but other coaches within that organization they have decided to bring in. I really truly, truly believe it's a culture issue. And if they have to change that culture, how they're going to do it, I'm not exactly sure. But they have to do something. Um, the, the owner has to figure out something. you got to hire somebody to help you out. I don't know what you need to do. But Josh McDaniels, in my opinion, should have never been hired in the first place. Um, I, who was the head coach prior to him? I think it was Rich somebody. I don't even know if he even lasted a full year or he might just been an interim head coach uh, uh, after uh, John Gruden, who clearly didn't work out. So this is a continuous thing for a for the Raiders organization dating back many, many years. Um, and at one point in time, the Raiders was a great organization. Something has to change, and it needs to change quick. So, yes, Josh McDaniel gets a lot of the blame, but I'm also going to blame the front office and that ownership uh, for a lot of it as well because something has to change. Yeah, that's um, – Joshua Daniels makes – or maybe Antonio Pierce is number nine, but that's eight coaches since, um, you know, the son took over. And that's a lot of coaches um, mm-hmm. for sure. He's going to have to find something. And I know the John Gruden one, he didn't want to happen. He didn't care what John Gruden had said about um, – black people or, or homosexuality. He could have cared less. He wanted to keep John Gruden. He was forced to do something with him. Um, so then it became Josh McDaniel's time to, re, you know, to to resurrect this, this, this franchise. But Josh McDaniel showed me something when not only did he say, Derek Carr, hey, I'm going to bench you, but sit here and mentor, you know, this young man, um, we, you know, but we want to see what he has. He told Derek Carr to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that showed me something right there. That that was cutthroat, and now he understands how that feels because he he's he's had to go home. Yeah, um, and and I never understood that because you under you knew why why receiver Devontae Adams wanted to go there in the first place. Um, he only went there because of his friend Derek Carr, and for you to give up on Derek Carr for Jimmy Garoppolo, I know right. Jimmy G was your guy and. I think they were together in the pre- with the Patriots, but Derek Carr, I'm sorry, Jimmy G over Jimmy Garoppolo, that in itself is a, a, a light bulbs or whatever going off saying, no, this is not the guy for me. And if I was the front office, I'm not the front office, that I would have vetoed that very quickly, very, very quickly. Um, and I guess that's why they had to get rid of the GM <laughs> at the time as well. So, um Okay, any thoughts on any final thoughts on on the situation? No, I, I just hope the only thing is, is I just hope that Antonio Pierce does a good job, um, an excellent mm-hmm. job. That at least he'll get an opportunity to become, if not a head coach, but a defensive coordinator somewhere. Um, Steve Wilkes don't work out work out for the Forty Nineers. Uh, Antonio Pierce, um, you, you know, um, hit up John Lynch, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you know if, if things keep going the way that they're going for the Forty Nineers defense, that you may be getting a call soon. But yeah, um, I like Tony. All, all serious tonight. I like Antonio Pierce. Um, he's a fiery guy. Um, you know, he won a Super Bowl with the Giants. So I'm just looking to see, you know, what he does with this team because mm-hmm. it's obviously um, an, an interview, uh, if you will, for a, if not a head coaching job, at least a defensive coordinator position somewhere. Yeah. And look at Kevin taking his time to put in a plug for Antonio Pierce. Hey, if it doesn't work <laughs> out there, we hey. may possibly have an, uh, a position because we ain't like sure. what Steve Wilkes put now. So. Nah, 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 not at all. It's levels to this, Princess, levels to this. We're going to transition into that right now. Um, and yeah, I was going to ask that. you, you know, your favorite mm-hmm. trade, but we're going to transition directly into the 49ers um, mm-hmm. and their trade. We know they made a big trade. Um, Chase Young, mm-hmm got traded to the 49ers for a third-round pick. 
Um, I know a lot of people said they wish it was it was Montez Sweat, but I think Chase Young with that <clears throat> defensive line will be just fine. Um, mm-hmm. But what do you, what are your thoughts? Because there has been some struggles. I actually don't think the defense has been doing that bad um, mm-hmm. as most people have been saying. Now I know things have changed. They don't do all the stunts that D'Amico Ryan's was doing with Nick Bosa. Um, but mm-hmm. Steve Wilkes is getting it bad, and he he's getting it hard and getting it bad. But but just tell us your thoughts on everything that's going on with this forty nine with your forty nine team. Yeah, we'll stay. We'll stay with the defense right now. It's just you know the the defense. You look at the defense and like okay, well they don't they don't really give up that many points. You know they gave up seventeen or nineteen to to Cleveland. They gave up I think uh, what was it what I think nineteen twenty seventeen whatever the number was against Minnesota. So you look at it, but they're going to be more scrutinized. It's going to be more magnified, if you will, because the offense isn't isn't you know playing up to you know up to par, if you will. We'll get I'll get into them in a second. But yeah, you just look at this. Um, you look at this 49ers defense, and you don't see those that, the pressure that you're normally seeing from the uh, from the 49ers, especially against the game against Minnesota. Zero sacks, zero sacks against Minnesota with that offense with that defensive line. There is knock on wood. There's no there's no injuries on that defense. There's none. Zero. You know, knock again, knock on wood. And it's inexcusable because I'm, and I'm watching this game and I'm looking at these guys rushing the quarterback. And Steve Wilkes just puts everyone, every single person, on a one-on-one situation. There's no, there's no scheme. There's no rotating. There's no stunts. There's no twist or anything like that. With Robert Sala, with D'Amico Ryan's, they did that. They did exactly that. And um, and it's just, it's, it's just mind-boggling that you don't do that with a, you know, with a, with the offense and the and the players that you have, you know, with this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on this defense. It's just, it's just mind-boggling to me. Um, but maybe the, you know the be some some changes. It's a bye week. Thank goodness, it was much needed bye week. Um, but yeah, with the Forty ers offense, you know, I didn't realize that Debo Samuel's meant so much to this offense, and he's really what makes the offense goes go. Mm-hmm. You look at Brock Purdy, and a lot of people thought, you know, when they were winning those five games in a row, is it Brock Purdy? Is it Christian McCaffrey? You know, it's a combination of everything, man. It really is, and I didn't realize missing Debo was that much, was that valuable. I didn't realize he was that valuable until he wasn't there. I just thought that the 49ers offense with all of the weapons that they had, missing one guy wouldn't, you know, um, you know, wouldn't stop the show, if you will. And obviously it does. You don't see those misdirection plays. You don't see mm-hmm. um, him in the backfield. You just don't have a guy who can replace him in the backfield and, and kind of, you know, um, you know, kind of uh, manipulate the eyes of the defense. No other guy on that team can do that other than Debo, you know, especially when you have McCafferty in there and, and Ayuk and Kittle. So uh, hopefully, they, you know, Debo is back. Trent Williams is back as well. So when you get those guys back, you just hope that, you know, they, they, they get back to who they were in the first five games. Um, you know, it, it's rough to be a 49er fan right now. It, you know, it was all sunshine and rainbows that first five games, and it's, it's cloudy and rainy right now the last three games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, you know the saying is you got to go through something in order to get through something. So uh, I'm thinking that, you know, they, they get right, they ride the ship. Not an easy task for their next game, though. they got the Jaguars in Jacksonville. So not an easy one by any stretch. So they're gonna have to bring their A A A plus 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 play uh, for sure to uh, to stop this uh, this skate, if you will. Yeah, I, I will say the Jaguars are no joke. Um, I'm actually thoroughly. They're, they're, I'm very impressed with them. Doug Peterson has them playing very well, um, and he turned the Jags into from nothing into something. But just my thoughts on 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 the Forty ers uh, real fast. Um, we're on week, well, we're going into week nine, right? Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, you got Debo that's injured. You know, I love Debo. I always thought he was one of the best pieces on that team. He was in a very important piece. To me, losing Debo is like if the, if the Eagles lose A.J. Brown. You know, that's a significant hit. Um, and like you said, like you alluded to, uh, uh, K-Walk, you know, he, he, is, he deceives or he plays tricks or whatever he does in that backfield to throw the, the defense off um, to help Brock Purdy um, open things up downfield, you know, you know, between him and CMC, to me, the two most important on that offense together, they just work perfectly. Um, but I think, does he come back this week? Oh, I'm sorry, next week? Yeah, he is back. He's, he's, um, it, was, it came okay, out today he that back. he's ready. He, yeah, he's ready to go, yeah. 
Okay, okay, so that that would be um, very important. But people have to understand, Brock Purdy is still a young quarterback. I know he played great the first so many, what, 11 straight games he won, but I think we have to give him a chance, just like every other young quarterback, a, a chance to make mistakes. He's going to make mistakes. Do I think he's a uh, just an elite quarterback? No, but he has time to grow into it or learn the game. Let's see what happens. I'm not exactly sure where we go. He's feeling his high, um, just like any other young quarterback. Um, but he's going to make mistakes. Those things are going to happen. Do I think everybody in the world should panic right now? No, because they're still a great team. Um, I think the defense will make the necessary adjustments. They still got all pros up and down that bag on defense. I wish they didn't have it <laughs> as an Eagles fan. I know they're not in the division. I wish they didn't have it, but they do, and it's still a good team. But, Princess, your thoughts on the 49ers? Well, there's so many places here, but let me just say this. I've, I've watched Debo come out of high school and, and, and play at South Carolina, and I don't remember a year, and I went back to take a look at where he ever finished the year without being hurt and out two or three weeks. And I think that as good of a talent as he is for the 49ers, they can count on that each year for him missing two or three or four games um, unless things change. And But that has been his history since being in college. Um, and, and I don't know why it is because I don't think he's a small guy. Like how, physical, um, yeah, how physical he plays, that, that has a lot to do with it. He's so yeah, physical. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he reminds me of Percy Harvin, and I think he's a better Percy Harvin if I can say that. But And, and that happens when you are playing – um, running back, quarterback, coming and slanting across the middle and all of that. So, But I I can't feel sorry for the 49ers. They're 5-3 with, with some of the best talent on on, um, on an NFL team. They, they, their uh-huh. quarterback is really good. He has an arm. And he sees the field very well. I personally think that getting a concussion on Monday and, you know, and then passing concussion protocol, protocol that Saturday – I think they rushed that, but what do I know? I've never managed uh, an NFL team. but um, And then they go out and get Chase Young um, to kind of show up that, that defense. The only disappointing thing I've seen all year is how they played against Minnesota. But I think everybody, you know, this is a professional league, and Kirk Cousins looked good that night. He was on that night. He couldn't miss. And I think no that sacks. had more to do with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> No, that has yeah, to do think, with the fact that he wasn't pressured. You know, sack. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you can say that, but I thought even when he was pressured just a little bit, I thought he made really good decisions that night. And I was surprised at the lack of defense or how the defense played that night. But they're a good team. And I think if yeah. they're going to have um, a lull or if they're going to have some downtime, that this is the time to have it in week seven, eight, nine, because – you know, the the best is yet to come. And then, you know, they're going to get hot, I think, at the right time. Um, and, and I love Gosh Shanahan as their coach, but I, I've always said I'm a closet 49er fan. I think the organization <laughs> has drafted well, picked well, and they play well. So um, I know Kevin may be, you know, down, and I, and it felt good to say, hey, Kevin, you know, the record of da-da-da-da is better than but. That, that's just getting in. You could say it. Yeah, in the last three games, the Carolina Panthers have a better record than we do. So, you know, it's, <laughs> so the, Ooh, they won oh, the man, I could have used that one in the previous show. Oh, man. I had a 49er fan on, I'm just saying, on that show. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. We, we, at this time last year, we were 4-4, four and four, and, then, you know, we went on that run. So, we made a big mm-hmm. trade. We got mm-hmm. McCafferty in there. We brought in Brock Purdy. So, hopefully, you know, it'll trend uh, the same, meaning we go on that run, and hopefully everyone, I mean, everyone on that team can remain healthy. But, um, yeah, it's it's nervous time. It's nail-biting time right now in, in, in 49er Nation for sure. I, I yeah, someone it. said I on your wish. show last night, I'm sorry, Brittany. Someone said on your show last night that it's getting ready to be four in a row. And I agree with Eric. I, I, 49ers are not going to lose four games in a row. Go ahead, Brittany. Um, I, I was going to say, I, I do, and I know they had apparently an agreement in place, but they didn't get that information in time to the NFL. I yeah. think they would have traded for that cornerback, um, Adoree yeah. Jackson. Now, is he this all-world top corner 
No, but I think he no. absolutely would have helped. Um, I think mm-hmm. he would have helped um, yeah. in that secondary. Because um, uh, I, I know there was a little struggle there on, I think it was your slot. Was it the slot or the opposite corner of Ward? I can't remember which position. Um, but I think yeah. he would have he would have contributed a little bit more. Him plus the Chase Young. I'm, I'm looking at. I mean, the the defense is already top notch. I don't know how much more you could add to it. But if you would have added him yeah. plus Chase Young, then I'm just like, well, what the heck? How does the NFL keep allowing this crap? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and you, uh, yeah. Because when you go through, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man. I don't know what that is conspiracy thing. That's a conspiracy. But nonetheless, yeah. And when you when you don't have the the pass rush that the 49ers generally have, it's going to open up and it's going to exploit that mm-hmm. that uh, that back end. I mean, we have two really good safeties. Uh, Ward is good, but you know you have Isaiah Oliver over there. He's you know he's questionable at best, and then you have Lenora over there as well. He's also questionable, but if you give these these quarterbacks, I don't care who they are, if you give them enough time, they're going to exploit any defense. If you just don't have right. any pressure on these quarterbacks, I mean, anyone, any any quarterback, any given Sunday, um, can exploit any defense. Uh, it, it's just it, it's it's just what it is. So hopefully, you know, um, Steve Wilkes will switch some things up, get, and you know, bring in Chase Young. And I don't know if he's going to you know make a big difference. He's making a huge difference. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it was something that we needed. Definitely helps. Mm-hmm. I just think Steve. Wilkes needs to change things up a little bit more. Yeah, trust me, Kayla, I understand. Uh, uh, my secondary got torched by the commanders. We still won. We got torched. Torch. Uh, torched uh, by Sam Howe and the commanders twice in this season. But, um, but all right, so. Are they so still won? Yeah, they they did still win. They didn't play a fantastic game that game. Uh, but before we move on, um, I real quick, I would like to know your your favorite trade at the trade deadline. It could be during the summer. It could be what just occurred. Um, I don't know if K Walk yours is the Chase Young one. It might be. It might not be. But just let us know your favorite trade. Um, I do like that trade. I'm trying to think what other trades went down. Um, real quick, I know you guys got that safety, uh, but um. Bayard from um, mm-hmm. was it Tennessee. 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 I do like that trade because I think it was a much needed trade because um, you guys were kind of you know um, not hurting. weak. I don't want to say weak. Yeah, yeah, hurt. No, yeah, that's, that's a perfect word. Yeah, we're hurting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, figuratively and literally, you guys were hurting back there. So yeah, I, I thought that was a much needed trade uh, uh, for sure. Um, there wasn't really much other, really any other trades out there for yeah. sure. So I, I guess I'll stay with, with the Chase Young trade. I mean, I'll go with that as my favorite, you know, because it's, it's something that we we may need or the Forty ers need. So I'll I'll go with the the, the, the Chase Young trade. Princess, your your favorite trade? Yeah, you know, to me that's got to be it. I remember Chase Young, and I'm pretty sure it was Ohio State. He mm-hmm. was he was the, the hot commodity. And I don't yeah, know if he drafted number one or two or three, two, somewhere in two, there. Two. Um, so he has that type of talent. And if, as if the, the 49ers defense needed that, I didn't think they did. The, you know, just get healthy uh, and refocus. And, and Kevin is mad with, with Coach Wilkes. But I, I think this that's the biggest one um, of all. And I think the rich just mm-hmm. got richer. Yeah, that that was a good trade. Um, I, I also didn't think they needed. I just think Steve Wilkes just needed to be more creative, like a D'Amico yeah. Rod, uh, uh, Ryan's or a Robert Sala. He just do the stunts that they were doing last year. He said he watched the film last year. He's going to do the same thing, but I guess he changed that up a little bit. Um, but that's not my favorite trade. My favorite trade was actually, don't be mad at me, K-Walk, um, but the Seahawks went out and got Leonard Williams from the Giants. Okay. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, I forgot about that trade. Yeah, to help that defensive yeah. line. Now they're already great with that young secondary, and they they got Bobby Wagner. I think he's ranked number one in linebackers and number two as far as a, a rating right now. Um, so he's playing like the old Bobby Wagner at the age of 30, hey, he's old, though. thirty-three years old. <laughs> yes, he is old, but he's playing great, and that defense is just playing very, very well right now. So to add him as a good uh, pass rusher, I think that, or to short the middle of that line, I think that really helps the Seahawks. And they're competing right with the 49ers for that number one seed in that division. So I think that was a good trade. Their offense is playing pretty great. They have, I think, five and two record as well. So we got to watch out for that Seahawks. So that was my favorite one. Okay. All right. 
All right, guys. Uh, one more. Princess, we got to talk about it, and then I'll throw it over to you. You know what Sunday this is. This is <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Cowboys you know. <laughs> at Eagles. You know I know because this is right here in Philadelphia. <laughs> it is right here in my town, Philadelphia. Michael Parsons talking all that nonsense, talking about Cowboys fans coming to Philadelphia. Now, he know better than that. He know they are not going to take over our stadium. Uh, but real quick, I just want to get to Brittany already. I ain't coming here talking that junk. And, and he's from here. That's the crazy part. Well, he's from Harrisburg, but close enough. He he know he know the situation out here. Um, but I just want to get your thoughts on this game. You know, Princess, you know, every time it's Cowboys and Eagles, we got to talk about it on the show. Because um, if you're listening, don't know, I'm an Eagles fan. Princess is a diehard Cowboys fan. Or she's a Cowboys fan. I know she was a Dolphins fan back in the day, but now she's a Cowboys fan. Back in the wish day. You, yeah, I wish you would have stayed with the Dolphins, but that's okay. But, I, uh, K-Walk, we'll start with you since you're not a fan of neither one of us. Just your yeah. thoughts real quick on this game. Who you think is going to win this game? You're not going to hurt my friend, yeah. so don't worry about oh, it. Oh, no. I mean, trust me. I'm, I, 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 you know what? I have no dog in the race. We, we play both of these teams um, this year. Um, we're fighting for both of them, right? Especially right now for you know one of the top seeds in the uh, in the, in, the, in the NFC. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a very interesting game. I'm surprised it's not a uh, a uh, a primetime game, but it'll be a, you know nationally televised game nonetheless. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. great matchup. The, the the Cowboys are are feeling themselves right now. They they won some big games. They uh, they blew out who was the Rams. They blew out the Rams in the fashion that they did. So they're really high right now. They're really confident. You know. The Eagles mm-hmm. survived that uh, that win against the um, against the Commanders, and it just seems like the the, the, the Eagles just have a, a way of winning. Just have a knack of winning. It looks mm-hmm. like they can win any type of ball game. They can win a shootout. They can win a defensive game. Um, so it's, it just seems like they just have all of the answers right now as far as pulling out the uh, pulling out a victory. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. You got Dak. You got Dak Prescott to be there uh, for sure. Um, he looked good again, and he looked good in that Rams game. The defense is always, you know, you never know what, you, what defense you're going to get week in and week out. But I'm going to say you're going to get the defense from the, uh, from, the, uh, from the Cowboys that we've seen in the earlier the season. I don't think it's going to make a difference, but I think it's going to make a, I don't mean as far as the outcome of the game, but I think it's going to be a very, very physical game. I think we're going to see a lot of, uh, a, a lot better play from Dak Prescott. Um, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a really good one, ladies and gentlemen, for sure. Um, I don't have a dog in a fight by any stretch, but I have to take the Eagles. Only reason why I'm taking the Eagles is because, again, the way what I mentioned is that they find a way to win games right, as of right now. If the uh, the Cowboys can somehow, somehow take away A.J. Brown, who's been on a tear, um, then they have a chance, and then and force uh, Jalen Hurts to go to Devontae Smith, go to Dallas Goddard, um, get uh, DeAndre Swift um, in, in the mix. If they can do that, it's going to be a long day for the Cowboys. Um, but I, I don't know if yeah, I don't know if they can though. So I, I'm going to take the Eagles in a in a really really good game. This is going to be one of those games that you're going to say, okay, this game of the year. So since they're at home and uh, and they found a way to win, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Eagles here, 26-23, uh, um, for sure. Going to be a great one, nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys won either, but I'm taking the Eagles by three. All right, so you got my blood pressure boiling. That's that's what you're going to give me. But that's normal with the Eagles. So, Princess, do you want to go first, or do you, would you like for me to go first? No, I want you to go first. <laughs> okay, I will go first. I will, <laughs> I will go first. Um, no, but you know what? I, I agree with a lot of things that, that K-Walk said. You know, although they have my blood pressure high every week, um, got to take anxiety medicine, got to take whatever medicine I need to take um, because that's just how the Eagles play. They always play in close games. You think they're going to lose, and somehow they always end up winning. Um, but I, in this game, I really hope the secondary improves. This will actually be the first game where they have the same secondary core uh, two straight games in a row. They've been injured all year round. They haven't been able to build that chemistry, um, I guess continuity, whatever else, get the game flow, understand each other. This will be that first game of the year. Um, the turnovers are starting to decrease. There's not as many interceptions being thrown by Jalen Hurts. 
Um, thank goodness the interceptions haven't been hurting us too bad throughout this season. As outside of the Jets game, of course, um, we've been able to maintain. Uh, and I'm assuming that's probably going to be the Cowboys' game plan is to try to stop A.J. Brown, but Devontae Smith is probably one wide receiver 1A, so he is just as talented as a C.D. Lamb or whoever else. He, on any other team, he is a number one wide receiver. It's just unfortunate he's second to A.J. Brown on this team. Eagles have to get that run game in order, um, but I'm probably more concerned on the defensive side because if Sam Howell can destroy you in that secondary, I'm pretty sure Dak Prescott could do the same thing. I am going to go with the Eagles in a very close one, one that's going to have Eagles and Cowboys fans screaming at the TV all <laughs> during the course of the game. And I'm pretty much going to go with a similar score of uh, that 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 uh, K-Walk said. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I think their both teams are going to score. I'm going to say 33 to 30. Um, I, I don't know why I feel like the secondary for the Eagles is going to struggle again. I hope that's not the case. But I think it's going to be tight. Hopefully the, the coordinators could get it together. But, Princess, I'm going to throw it over to you. The Cowboys is your team <laughs> with that god darn Michael Parsons. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> I'm glad that the, the Cowboys showed me who they are against the Rams. Um, I'd like to see it more consistently. Um, mm-hmm. But I agree with Kevin and you in that um, I don't think that the Eagles have looked good in every game this year. But they have found a way to win. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought the one that got them was, I think it was the Jets that beat them or the Browns. Which one beat them? Um, Jets. Uh, the Jets that beat them. And, and I thought it, it was because of their defense. So if there's an opportunity for to be, to be had, this is the opportunity for the Cowboys. Um, the mm-hmm. Eagles are a three-point favorite at home. And um, to me that says something because at home I would think they would be more. But um, and Jalen Hurts hadn't been as perfect as I thought he was last year. He has thrown some interceptions and a, and a couple of pick sixes, but it just hadn't mattered. None of them have ever been rattled by this. They come back and they still win the game. And I thought that the commanders were going to get them this past weekend, and then I look and they win by seven anyway. I think it was 38-31. So um, I know the Eagles can take this, but I'm not going to go against my Cowboys, if, if if I was betting on it, I would say the Eagles win at home um, for sure. But but since I got my heart all caught up in this one, I, I say it's 31-28 Eagles, I mean um, Cowboys. But let me just say this. The Cowboys have to play a perfect game, and the Cowboys need this win more than the Eagles do. Hopefully that makes a difference, that they need it more than the Eagles do. They're, they're out of the division race if they don't do something now because the Eagles are on a run. But I'm going to say 31-28, Cowboys. Yeah, you know, these rivalry games are are always tough. You know, the Eagles against rivals, they they know each other so well, so they tend to be the most struggles than any other game in the NFL. And this is one of the best, and who gets I guess, on newer rivalries. I, I think yes, it's A.J. Brown, right? Yes. Yeah, who gets him with his big tall behind? He makes me sick. That's what the best <laughs> compliment I can give him. So My fantasy team loves him, though, Princess. <laughs> we, we got you. AJ. You guys got Michael Parsons. So there you go. Are we? <laughs> uh, so Jalen got to worry about uh, Michael Parsons, and we got our defense. Has, I'm sorry, um, your defense has to worry about AJ. So it's going to be one interesting game, and I think it's going to come down to coaching and the coordinators. I really do think that that's who it's going to come down to. Who's who's going to make the right decision and the right play calls at the right time. And as it comes down oh, to coaching and coordinating, <laughs> I can't wait, too. Um, and I'm nervous, but I can't wait, you know, kick off at 425 on Sunday. And if it comes down to coaching, I'm taking Sirianni over over my joker every day of the week. And, <laughs> my joker. Um, and, and I can't. Oh, Lord, have mercy. But, yeah. I don't know. If it's coming down to that, for sure. And coordinators. Oh, yeah, yeah you do. He coached him all the way to the to the Super Bowl last year. And, and you're not looking like you're not headed at least towards a strong showing in the playoffs. Um, and, you, and you're going to win your division. So um, You're right about the coaching. I'm nervous about the coordinators for the Eagles. <laughs> They've been improving the yeah. last couple of games, but I am a little worried about the, the, the coordinators. But hopefully they get better. Um, 
All right, guys. I, I think that's it for me, Princess. I'm gonna throw it over to you. Or you wanna? How much time do we have? We got we got ten minutes. I want to go to. Um, you know what? I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and him. You know, throwing on the field, doing a two and three step drop back, and and, and walking on on that on that torn Achilles and. And actually pivoting off of that and throwing the ball. Kevin, your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers. Are you surprised, and do you think he plays this year? Um, very surprised. Uh, very surprised that he's back doing what he's doing so soon. And it just seems like with the days, with, with the modern-day technology and, and, and some of these injuries that you, you see now, like Tommy John surgeries and things of that nature, ACL tears, Achilles tears, it usually be like it's usually like a full year before you'll see these guys back, sometimes a year and a half. But now you're seeing these guys come back a lot faster, a lot quicker, and a lot stronger, too. Um, look, I, we know Aaron Rodgers has a ton of money, and you know, he has a lot of resources. I don't know what doctor mm-hmm. he went to. I know he generally goes into that hole in the off season. Maybe he has some, you know, some witch doctor or sometimes you know some voodoo doctor or whatever. But I'm very <laughs> surprised that that he's back doing what he's doing in such a, a small period of time. Um, I do. I think he'll be back this year. I don't think he'll be back. Um, but I'm not putting it. I'm not putting it past him because he's doing everything that you said. You know, he's you know two stepping and planning, and I'm, I don't know if that's recommended. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. part of his his rehab um, uh, uh, process. Um, I would think it is because you know otherwise you know they wouldn't allow him to to, to do that. So uh, yeah, I'm very surprised. Will he be back? I would be surprised if he if he's back this year. Uh, I always said even when he happened, you know, day after, a lot of people were saying, "Is this is is this it? Will he be back next year?" I definitely think he'll be. I know he'll be back next year, but this year I'm still going to stick with it. I just, I don't see any way that you know with all of the type of movements. I know it's just something subtle at this point, but with everything that he has to go through to avoid rushes and things of that nature, I don't see him being back this season. Unless they make a, a, a playoff push, a deep playoff rush, um, I don't see him being being back this year. Brittany, your thoughts. I mean, he completely surprises me. Your thoughts. Um, can you get drug tested while you're out on injury? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he's coming back right. this fast uh, at the Torrance tearing in Achilles. I sprained my Achilles in high school, and I had to stay out for a whole year, um, or I pulled it, um, and that hurt. So, rupturing it, how the heck do you come back this fast? And, you know, there I think even there was a report out there with the Jets saying if they make it to the playoffs, they expect for him to be back. And I'm like, wow. Wait, what? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> So um, um, he got a couple more months. I think they are four and three now. If I can, I think they have a winning record now. If I, or it'll be four and four, one of them. Um, mm-hmm. If I can recall, uh, I, I'm I'm amazed. I really am amazed. He said that he was trying some new treatment that nobody else has really ever heard of. Yeah, um, exactly. Uh, he, he, he doesn't do the vaccine, you know. He has a thing against the vaccine, so maybe that helps. I don't he know. He was immunized. <laughs> yeah, right. whatever that is. Exactly, whatever that is. Um, but, no, if he comes back, I would be really, really um, surprised. I think it would be either the next best thing or the best thing since Adrian Peterson came back from his injury when he came back in about, what, I think it was six months, um, and then one comeback player of the year. Uh, but it's, it's going to be interesting. Do I think he'll be back? I agree with Kayla. I don't think he'll be back, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does come back. Yeah, I'm completely amazed. Duck Raleigh put it best to me, and he she, he said, um, Princess, I had a tendon pulled from my big toe and put back in my um, heel in my ankle. And mm-hmm. I did that on September 1st. This happened to... Aaron Rodgers on September 13th. He said, I'm still in a boot, (laughs) and I will be in the boot until November 6th or 7th. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, two weeks later, tears his Achilles, and he's already out and walking and pivoting off of that foot. He said, said, I know I'm older, but he said that that is unheard of. And and he'd like to know, you know, um, what he's done. And And I don't put it past him. If the Jets make the playoffs, I think Aaron Rodgers comes back. Um, the only thing I, I don't understand is how does he protect himself because he's right. playing with grown men. 
He's playing with grown mm-hmm. men. And eventually, that activity around that foot and that action, nobody's going to care. Oh, let's leave, his, let's leave his Achilles alone. And I've been playing <laughs> basketball, you know, in a gym, and I heard a pop. And the, the, the guy that I was playing against, his Achilles, Achilles popped, and we mm. heard it. And you can see that joker roll up. Ah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Listen, you sound like Rev. And I don't understand how he's back to where he is at this point. Um, So I really want to get to a couple of these because I think these are interesting. And, and Kevin, I I want you to to play with us for for sure. I'm going to give you two players, and Mm -hmm. you have to eliminate one and still say you can make the playoffs if this person is gone. And, 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 um, Britt, I'm going to start with you. Harry Kill or Tua, one of them has to go, but you're still going to make the playoffs and do well. Which one, one, one do you take away? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 I don't, oh, my goodness. I, wow. Mm, that, yeah, that's hard. Um, I, how much time we got for this? Uh, <laughs> so take away Tyree Kill or take away Tua. Oh my yeah. goodness! Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I'm, and, and just I'm gonna tell you why it's so hard. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. So we get some talking here. If not, it's like you got dead air going on here. Um, I just feel like if you take away Tua, what quarterback do you have has the ability to throw it to Tyreek Hill, especially when he's full speed down the field? Right, he's so fast. Um, and then if you take away Patrick Mahomes, Hill, <laughs> but you're right, right on the Dolphins, <laughs> yeah. back up on the Dolphins, does he have a strong arm like Tua? Is he as accurate as Tua? Because um, Tua is an accurate quarterback, um, and he's a timing quarterback. And if you take away Tyreek Hill, and I know you have Jalen Waddle, I just don't know yeah. if they're as, you know, a uh, 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 Explosive without a tight heel, although they're somewhat explosive because I guess they're they're running back when they're healthy. Jalen Waddle, their tight end is pretty good. So I guess if my choice, if I had to choose, I'm going to say ugh, take away Tyreek Hill. I just think if you talk take away through it, Tua, Brittany, talk through it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, this is hard. I just think if you take away Tua, you don't have anybody to get it to Tyreek Hill. Um, and it's going to create frustration, although Tyreek Hill does open up a lot for that offense. You know what? This is hard. I'm taking it uh, I'm taking it back. Yeah, but you need a quarterback. Quarterback's the number one position in the game. I'm going to say take away Tyreek Hill. Um, you still have a lot of explosive uh, uh, offensive power in Jalen Wilder. That's tight end. I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, the one running back, I think he should be coming back. I know he's on IR, the rookie, A-Chain, or A-Chain, if I'm saying that right, and then Moster. Yeah. Um, guys, I might be dead wrong, but I think Mike McDaniels will come up as creative enough to figure it out. But you need a good quarterback. I think after Tua, I don't know who you go to because that quarterback had trouble getting it to Tyreek Hill to help them anyway, so – I say you got to take away Tyreek Hill, but you got to keep Tua. Still make the playoffs. Okay, we took hard. up seven minutes. That was really I'm nice. Sorry. I like that. that was hard. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I loved it. That's... <laughs> Come on, Kevin, give me ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I don't need that. <laughs> Believe it or not. Um, yeah, I'm going to say yeah. I think you could win without uh, Tyreek Hill. I think you have to have Tua there. Um, for everything that Brittany just said, you know, because you have some weapons that can replace Tyreek Hill for the most part. You got Jalen Waddle, you got um, uh, Braxton Berrios there. Uh, she mentioned that you got Raheem Mostert, who's one of the fastest, if not the fastest running back in the game. They're bringing back Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, and Devon, um, uh, Devon Achena, uh, as uh, Brittany alluded to. And then they do have their, their tight end there as well, Durham Smythe. Um, uh, for sure. So I, I think yeah, they're gonna have some decent yeah. weapons. Yeah, I think they have they have some decent weapons around. And Mike White um, is the backup uh, to Tua. 
So I don't expect them mm-hmm. to do anything near to us. So I think any time that you want to, you know, bring up, a, you know, pose a question like this, you always want to keep your quarterback because he's the main guy. He's the head of the snake. And, you know, in order to kill a snake, you got to cut the head off uh, uh, off the snake in order to kill the body. So I say you go with Tua and you can, you, you can win. They have a better chance of winning without Hill as they would, more than they would without uh, Tua. Okay. All right. Um all right, I'm going to the next one because I really want to – I don't want to give mine. Uh, Kevin, I'm coming to you. Debo mm-hmm. or Christian McCaffrey? Wow, we'll yeah. Which you one know what? And, that, and then go throughout the season. That is a great one right there because before I thought it was Christian McCaffrey and now I'm looking at the Lucy streak. It's, it's Debo. Um, but I, I, I still got to go with Debo, <laughs> man. I really got to go with Debo because Debo, what, what he's done and – Debo's gotten. We've gotten to the Super Bowl without uh, with Debo without uh, Christopher McCaffrey, and I think you throw Brock Purdy in the mix. I, I think Debo makes this 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 defense. I mean, this offense go. So, uh, as crazy as it sounds, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say Debo. Um, we can win without Christopher McCaffrey more than we can win without Debo. It's been proven <laughs> up to this point. Okay. All right, Brittany. Yeah, I, I'm agree with. Um... K-Walk, this one is much easier than that first one for me. Um, I asked Debo, the things that he does on um, – the things that he does on that offense and the way he opens things up for everybody is amazing. I think if you – you know, they, they kind of – just the defense kind of hold down on CMC, and that's kind of been impacting everything right now at this moment until Kyle Shanahan figures other things out. But Debo will be back. And like he all said, it's been proven, you know. They didn't have CMC for a long time. They made it to NFC Championship, uh, Super Bowls, you know, with below average or average quarterbacks. It didn't matter. But they had Debo there that entire time. So you need Debo. You can live without CMC. Okay. All right. There's a little twist on this one, Brittany. I'm coming to you. Um, if you lose, which one would you pick? Something happens to either one of them where they're out. They physically cannot come back or even practice or coach. And that is Sirianni or Hurts. Which one? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh, my goodness. You're <laughs> killing me, Smalls. Um, killing me, Smalls. <laughs> if, if you don't know, that's a line even Kevin from Sandlot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sandlot. my goodness. Um, oh, you know what? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm a. I'm gonna go with on this one, and this might be a surprise, but I think you'll be okay for a few games without Nick Sirianni. I, I really do. I think Jalen, it's his mindset. It really is. Even when he's struggling, it's like he's never out because he just rises up to this this game when the Eagles are down or when it's a tight game, um, and he does it almost every game outside, of course, that Jets game. Um, and sometimes you watch him on the sidelines, he keeps Nick Seriani chill. He he looks at Nick Seriani like, hey, hey, calm it down, slow it down. I know. Um, so I think with this situation, and I really do feel the players play hard because of Jalen Hurts. They love Nick Seriani, don't get me wrong, um, and they listen to him. But to me, they really love Jalen Hurts, and they play um, for Jalen most importantly. So, I'm going to say you got to have Jalen Hurts. You could be okay without uh, uh, Nick Sirianni. Kevin? Uh, yeah, I agree with this. I mean, Nick Sirianni is an excellent coach. Uh, don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen, but Jalen Hurts is a different animal there. I mean, it's hard to replace. It goes back to what I was talking about, too, with Tango Valoa, is that you take the – you know, head off the snake and kill the body. That's exactly what you're going to do with Jalen. If you get with, um, if you lose Jalen Hurts, excuse me. And I'm not going to avoid when I say this, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to see anyone get hurt by any stretch. But um, yeah, and you look at that their backup as well. I think it's what well well traveled Marcus Mariota. Uh, so I, I know I don't exactly. <laughs> I don't so, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm going to drop the mic right there. Brittany, that's exactly what I was going to do. I was going to say, mm-mm. <laughs> so, with that being said, I'm going to take Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's, he's he's more valuable than uh, Nick Sariani, for sure. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, I don't think any of you surprised me on, on, on those, but um, your reaction when I asked them, though, you all, all went, whoa, wait a minute. Um, those are pretty good. 
Those are pretty good. Yeah. We're going to have to do that more. Yeah, I like We are in I like overtime. That, was, that, that mm-hmm. was good. That you was like tough. That one? I like that one. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Keep, it up. Keep it going. Keep it going. For sure. For sure. <laughs> all right. We're in overtime, and I, and I still have to cook dinner. So um, oh. I appreciate you all. And Thank you guys. Brittany, I, I appreciate you. I love it. Kevin, I want to say this in front of you that two women can actually talk sports and do it very well and mm-hmm. um, make sense doing Absolutely. it, you know. So, Brittany, yeah, sure. thank you for that. Kevin, thank you for joining me. Every time I ask you, you, you don't turn me down. I appreciate that. Um, you guys you have a great weekend. All right. And so are you. I love the show. Sports Talk with K-Walk. That is Kevin Walker on there with, with E. Scott. And I have Brittany here, and you guys are together, of course, on Tuesday nights on the sideline speak. Happy birthday, belated birthday to Jason Collins, for sure. Yes, sir. And you guys have a great weekend, okay? Absolutely. Have a good weekend. I got to do it. Go Eagles. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I just want a winnable game. Go Dallas. You know, I don't know what else to say. Come on. All right. Never had it so good. Kevin Walker, Brittany Jones, thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.